The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Friday morning headlines. Wells Fargo is laying off hundreds of mortgage bankers this week. They're part of sweeping cuts triggered by what the bank is calling a change in strategy. The layoffs include some bankers who topped $100 million in loan volume last year and who recently attended a sales conference. Today marks the one-year mark of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. There will be a public rally in support of Ukraine today from 4 to 6. It will be on 11th Street at Congress, right in front of the state capitol. Tragic update to a bad crash we told you about yesterday. The Department of Public Safety says a two-year-old girl died in a crash on FM 812 near Circuit of the Americas. Investigators say the driver of the girl's car had stopped to turn left when the driver of a Jeep rear-ended them. DPS says a preliminary investigation shows the Jeep driver failed to control their speed. They say the girl was in a car seat at the time of the crash. Well, the Austin Fire Department's plan to expand its wildfire division is being put on pause, at least for right now. We saw a memo from the chief showing that it's because they do not have the right equipment that they need. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. Specifically, they need at least two new ladder trucks and then the staff that comes with that. Councilmember Mackenzie Kelly saying she is looking to remedy that during the next budget cycle. I know that from prior budget discussions, the fire department has asked city council for new trucks. And I do think that we need to take a harder look at our apparatus replacement schedule to ensure that we are updating our apparatus as needed. That is something that I will make a priority in this next upcoming budget. The Austin Fire Department's chief of staff said in the memo, part of this has does not change their wildfire response or mission. Their commitment to customers remains the same. Now, this affects only the expansion of the wildfire battalion, which cannot occur until we add another aerial unit to the fleet. And unfortunately, drought is kind of the foundation for wildfire risk here in Central Texas. And as you can see, the update from yesterday, unfortunately, uh, showed no improvement in our drought. Still looking at the most severe extreme to exceptional drought down there in the southwestern counties. Now, for context, according to the Texas A&M Forest Service, since 1988, 90% of the 30 largest wildfires, I should say, in Texas history occurred between January and May, primarily in the Texas Plains where there's a lot of vegetation, but it doesn't take long to put Austin at risk for wildfire danger. A few weeks of dry hot weather can create a flash drought leaving vegetation so dry and crisp, vulnerable for any sort of spark. And you don't have to live near open land to be at risk from a wildfire. That's because embers can travel a mile or more on a strong windy day. Preventing the risk can be as easy as cleaning out your home's gutters and trimming trees away from your home. You can also have the Austin Fire Department's Wildfire Division assess your home's risk. Now, the good news is, is we should be looking at a much lower risk today as we've got quite a bit of uh, change on the way today. It's going to be a cloudy start with a little bit of drizzle this morning. Whittlesea Landscape uh, Granite Shoals supplies camera there showing that cloudy sky, but as far as what's happening with the clouds and radar, this drizzle is going to be hard to detect. It's going to be so light today. I've only put in a 20% chance of rain, meaning there's going to be a good chunk of us that don't see that drizzle, but the cooler air, nobody is going to escape that. 
temperatures already down 5 to 15 degrees. Our temperatures are in the 40s and 50s everywhere you look here, and these temperatures are going to struggle to warm up today. In fact, there's a chance we get even cooler heading into the afternoon. I've got our temperatures in the 50s all day long. Low 50s to start, low 50s to finish. Now, it's a low rain chance for today. We're going to keep in some low rain chances for your weekend, too, but it's only 10%. couple sprinkles possible, not a washout by any means. Temperatures are recovering getting into the weekend, but then there's going to be another cold front that brings in the chance for some more storms and showers as we get into the back half of next week. Really, I think the temperature drop is going to be a big talker today. So I'm going to walk you through that more. We'll talk a little bit more about your weekend forecast coming up in just a few minutes. Sounds good. Thank you, Kristen. Austin's contract with its police department is about to expire. Council members voting to extend officers' salaries when that contract ends. Police Chief Joseph Chacon says the council's move is a step in the right direction and should help with officer retention. In the end, this is a good thing. It is a short-term fix to a, a very critical issue we have right now, which is officer retention. Um, it is not designed to be a contract. I think we saw that today. Uh, in their comments and shouldn't be interpreted uh, by anyone as being a contract. Uh, what it's meant to do is to preserve officer uh, compensation uh, as well as to reiterate that we are going to be having oversight during this, this interim period. Earlier this month, the city council rejected a four-year contract the police union previously negotiated with now-fired city manager Spencer Kronk. Council majority wanted to instead pursue that one-year deal that would allow members to wait for a, the, a public vote on two police oversight measures in May. The police union opted to work without a contract rather than taking that one-year extension. A new development at Pflugerville ISD is going to keep a school open. The district almost decided to close Dessa Elementary because of enrollment and money troubles, but they chose against it. And parents applauded that decision, but there is still a lot of work to be done as the district is facing a multi-million dollar budget deficit. So since December, the district had been meeting with parents and teachers to talk about the possibility of some schools in the district closing. That list went from six elementary schools down to one. The final school being considered Dessau Elementary. But in a turn of events last night, the superintendent Douglas Killian said that he would not make the recommendation to close the school and it would remain open next school year. I need your help and our community's help. I am not going to make a recommendation to close the school tonight. I'm not going to make a recommendation for a closure for next school year at all. I'm going to continue to try to work magic um, with smaller cuts in state advocacy. I need your help, though. I need your help to advocate for more state funding. We did talk to a parent from Dessau Elementary School who says that she was relieved to hear about the news, but she knows school closures could be a topic that comes up again. Yes, it is absolutely good news, and it does give us that time frame to go, okay, this is what we need, and hopefully the district will hear us and um, really back us as a school to get our students and our staff what they need. The superintendent called on the community for help as he heard there. He said he wants help advocating for more state funding, and he wants to see parents and teachers reach out to their local legislator. If nothing changes, he says the district could be discussing school closures again in January of 2024. Some Verizon customers in the Austin area are getting text messages warning about potential service disruptions over the coming weeks. 
A Verizon spokesperson told us the company is upgrading its network in the area. The average 30-year mortgage rate jumping to 6.5% this week, and that is the highest that we've seen since November. A year ago, the average rate was 3.8%, and the big rise in rates has battered the housing market, with sales of existing homes falling 12 straight months to the slowest that we've seen in years. Why the federal government says the train derailment in Ohio could have been avoided. A new video showing what happened right before and after a DWI crash that killed an off-duty officer. Good morning, a live look outside from Granite Shoals and you can see a cloudy start. Big change in our weather today. Kristen is here, she is talking about what you can expect on your Friday. This was 100% preventable. We call things accidents, there is no accident. Strong words there. The chair of the National Transportation Safety Board saying the train derailment in Ohio didn't have to happen. Early findings point to an overheated wheel bearing as the reason behind the crash. The board will also hold an investigation into the wreck. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg visited East Palestine yesterday. He is promising to hold the Norfolk Southern Railway accountable. We have also learned that a company out of Deer Park near Houston is being tapped to help clean up that wastewater from the crash. Texas Molecular will be helping to store and dispose of the contaminated water, assuring the Deer Park mayor that the water poses little danger. State and federal officials still say the air and water is safe, and the CDC is promising to look into further health concerns. 47 people are still missing at a coal mine in China. And you can see that dramatic video there of that huge landslide that buried the mine in China's Inner Mongolia region. This was security camera video that captured that slide Wednesday. State media is reporting at least six survivors, but also six deaths. Inner Mongolia is a key region for mining coal and other minerals. Critics say, though, it has ravaged the original landscape of mountains, grassland, and deserts. Texas patients, a step closer to a safer and more transparent system. It's following a KXAN investigation. Lawmakers filing bills to address doctors with problematic pasts. Plus, a coalition of neighborhoods demanding changes to the I-35 expansion project. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning, a live look from South Congress back at the Capitol. This is one of those corridors that's protected. You can always count on a beautiful view through downtown. A year-long series of KXA investigations resulting in several bills filed by both parties. They are aimed at reforming the Texas Medical Board. Investigator Matt Grant is taking a closer look at one of these bills. Yeah, what would it do and why advocates say it will force the state to be more transparent when patients want to check up on their doctor. 
that's not going to fly, and I intend to do something about it. That was Democratic State Representative Julie Johnson almost a year ago, diagnosing the Texas Medical Board with a transparency problem. Her reaction following a series of KXAN investigations, which found dozens of doctors with medical licenses suspended, surrendered, or revoked in other states, still practicing or able to in Texas, showing clean records on the TMB's website, despite state law requiring out-of-state disciplinary actions be public. My immediate reaction was, well, if the medical board isn't going to do it on its own, as a member of the legislature, I'm going to file a bill. This month, Johnson followed through on her promise, filing House Bill 1998. If passed, it would require the TMB to search the National Practitioner Data Bank monthly, make public any disciplinary actions found, and prevent doctors who've had medical licenses revoked in other states from practicing in Texas. And that's a direct result of your reporting. Where Wendell is the executive director of Texas Watch, a nonpartisan nonprofit that advocates for patient safety. Your reporting has shined a light on critical problems at the Texas Medical Board right now. Wendell calls the proposals critical and says they would force the TMB to do its job better. Passing this legislation this session is a top priority for Texas Watch because it will protect patients all across our state. I'm extraordinarily pleased that uh, Representative Johnson is uh, addressing these issues. Dr. Robert Henderson agrees. He maimed people here. He killed Shelley Brennan by drilling through her vertebral artery. Portrayed in the Peacock miniseries Dr. Death, the Dallas spinal surgeon is responsible for helping stop Dr. Christopher Dunch, who was sentenced to life in prison after leaving more than 30 patients injured or dead. I've always fought for patients. I mean, that's why I went into medicine, was to help people. More than a decade after he first got involved in the Dunch case, Dr. Henderson says he's frustrated the system meant to protect patients allowed Dunch to keep practicing, transferring from hospital to hospital despite obvious red flags. We do need more effective protection for the public. So I think certainly those laws ought to be enhanced. They ought to be strengthened. One of Johnson's proposals would require hospitals report suspensions lasting 30 days or less to the National Practitioner Data Bank. The problem, though, is that by law, the data bank only collects disciplinary actions that are longer than 30 days. Johnson calls that a loophole and wants to close it on a state level, telling us in a statement that her bill is still in the beginning stages and will likely see several changes after debates and committee hearings, adding, I will continue working with stakeholders and advocates on the bill language and implementation to ensure patients are protected and that the team has necessary tools to properly oversee Texas doctors. We will, of course, continue tracking this bill's progress through this legislative session. Matt Grant, KXAN Investigates. A spokesperson for the TMB would not comment on any legislative proposals, but said, quote, the board is happy to work with any member of the legislature to better serve Texans. You can read Representative Johnson's bill on our website, KXAN.com. There are new developments in the 2021 drunk driving crash that killed an off-duty North Texas police officer. The newly released video shows Dylan Molina running a red light and then slamming into a car of Detective Alex Cervantes from Ulysses. And after that, Molina tried to run away and he falls, hits his head. Another man tried to hold him down on the ground for officers. And last month, Molina pled guilty to the crash. He's now serving 15 years in state prison. A second video from a nearby taco shop shows a bartender in a red hoodie right there serving Molina eight double red bull vodka cocktails. In less than a few hours, he staggers out of the bar. Um, an employee only area behind the bar is the way he gets out. The video shows Molina leave just before that deadly crash. 
it bothers me um, because I mean there could have been a lot that could have been done once he started acting that way I just hope that she learns her lesson um, and I hope that she makes better decisions the next time if she ever goes back to bartending um, or in anything basically that bartender does face the possibility of one year in prison and a $4,000 fine. The Austin Humane Society is helping in the rescue of more than 50 neglected dogs from a single home. It'll soon care for three senior dogs, 45 adults, five puppies, and four newborns rescued by the Bastrop County Animal Shelter. They're going to be fully transferred to the Austin Humane Society today. I also want to tell you the dogs will be available for adoption beginning at noon tomorrow. They're all very sweet, very affectionate. They seem pretty well socialized. And so somebody who wants to spoil them rotten, bring them along, carry them in their purse. Um, they're adorable little, like just human centered dogs that I think would do well in a lot of homes. Um, I, I think we're gonna talk about the weather now because that is the big topic that <laughs> yeah. we're going to be Street getting racer. right. Yes. Dream racers can be cute and cuddly, <laughs> but I think the, the little paws are more my speed. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, hey, if you're thinking about maybe getting the dog walk out, uh, today's gonna be a little dance. Bundle up a little bit. Bundle yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, let me get you to it. Happy Friday, y'all. Clouds and radar showing a cloudy sky and get used to it. Our sunshine, yeah, it ain't gonna be here today. As far as what we've got outside now, not seeing any widespread fog. I'm certainly seeing the clouds up top. The Ewell Kubota weather camera there in Georgetown giving me a good uh, look at I-35. So I'm not too concerned about the visibility. I am a little concerned about these temperatures, though. Remember yesterday I was saying that cold front? Yeah, it's probably going to keep us a little cooler on Friday. Well, now I'm real confident that we're probably going to be stuck under these 50s all day long. I mean, this cold came in and it's likely going to be here for one day before it leaves. But You'll feel it today. Winter's brief return. Temperatures in the 40s and 50s this morning. As far as those readings go, currently you'll notice the visibility looking pretty good at the hour. I'm going to watch this though because with all that cloud cover up top and even some of that mugginess underneath, it's possible we see some pockets of low clouds. Look at this planner. Not much to look forward to when it comes to the temperatures. In fact, there's a chance we get even cooler this afternoon than what we're dealing with now. So I've stopped this at 4 o'clock today so you could see what it looks like where you live. It's upper 40s, low to mid 50s. It is a chilly day, cloudy skies, and on top of that, we've got pockets of drizzle. So let's talk about that. Putting this into motion from now till lunchtime, you'll notice that grace sits on top of everything every single county, every single hour. I'm really not expecting a whole lot of a break today. I think it's cloudy with pockets of drizzle. Now, emphasis on the drizzle. I really don't expect much in the way of accumulation out of this. This will continue overnight and really into the day tomorrow too. I think the clouds are going to hold on. It's not until later in the afternoon do we see a few breaks in those clouds. So maybe we squeeze in a little bit of sunshine right before sunset on Saturday. But in general, the rain chances are not something that I would necessarily plan around. You can expect it to be a damp kind of muggy day, but this is not going to be heavy rain. It will not be severe weather. It's just a little bit of that rain, a little bit of that drizzle, wetting the streets, wetting your car. That's it. 
weekend forecast. Because I'm not expecting as much sunshine tomorrow now, I've lowered that high temperature into the upper 60s. That's still going to be warmer than today, uh, but it's a change from what I was showing you yesterday. Sunday, looking to be the better day. It's an 80-degree forecast high, mix of sun and clouds, a little bit more wind, and just a couple of sprinkles possible over the weekend, mainly in the morning. So your seven-day forecast, 50s today with that 20% chance of drizzle. It's important to note, yes, we do get cooler, but I am not expecting a free. I think we stay in the 40s overnight, upper 60s Saturday, 80s Sunday, and then another cold front likely to roll in here Sunday night into Monday. Not a whole lot of cool air behind it, but likely get some showers Monday morning with breezy conditions. Sunday, or excuse me, Tuesday looks to be the sunniest day, and our temperatures respond back to the 80s by midweek. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. The day before the match, Austin FC opens up the season tomorrow night at QT Stadium against St. Louis City SC. And Sebastian Giussi, not only the new contract, but he is the captain. Giussi named captain as Alex Rings held that position the last two years. Of course, last year, Giussi, a finalist for MVP. Many feel like he should have won it. 22 goals tied for second. Of course, Austin FC now in a much different position heading into year three after making that run to the Western Conference Finals. Well, I think we want to remain the hunter. I don't think we would believe we're going to be the hunted. We know we may have a target on our back, but we have much to prove, much to achieve. Um, I think last year started, um, there was lots made about what the first games looked like. They only looked that way because you can put in the performances, you can finish off games. When they were challenging, you had the resolve to ride through it and persevere. And at the end, you have the quality and the ideas to, um, to put together consistency over the, the course of the season. So we have to remain aggressive. We have to stay hungry. And we're ready to go with our new show, Verde Lights, over on the CW First Edition tomorrow at 5 o'clock as we get ready for the match. Adrian Healy and Michael LaHood will join me as we go in-depth on Austin FC. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.